Welcome to the Get a Grip Podcast. This is episode 12. I am Dave Sherapan, the Sportsbook Consigliere. I am back from a vacation that I still am. I'm still screwed up with the time zone, but we got the boys here, actually. Dan Bach, which is spelled back, which is at Dan underscore B-A-C-K. Dan's been golfing. Dan is here. Dan, what's up? How are you? Hey, I'm just happy to have you back in the uh, in the driver's seat here. I had the last couple episodes on my own. Um, thanks again to, to Purdom stepping up last week, Smiley the week before. And uh, it's good to be back, though, with you, Dave. I know, you know, it's funny because when your vacation started, I was a little worried about you because of the whole <laughs> flight situation. I was like, oh, man, he's going to he's going to miss out on some of his vacation. I didn't know it was like a month long deal that you were going on. So uh, yeah. you know, I don't feel yeah. so bad about it anymore. Turned into one of those wandering things. Where's Waldo? Where's Sherapan? Where's the consigs? <laughs> yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun, but we'll get to that later. We got to get to our guests every week. Uh, we're trying to, you know, talk to different people in the industry, um, you know, writers, people doing podcasts, content providers, different things like that. This week, our guest is Matt Rybaltowski, which is spelled exactly the way it sounds. And his Twitter handle is exactly that on Twitter. It's at Matt R-Y. B-A-L-T-O-W-S-K-I. 15 letters. You get 15 letters in a Twitter handle. Perfect. Matt is with us. Matt, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you, Dave? Um, we're good. We're good. We're, we're, we're here to talk to you about a couple things. All right. And the first one, first of all, for those of you watching on the video, if you're available to find a video or, or we're going to put it out, Robotowski, when is the last time you got a haircut? Pre-COVID, uh, February, maybe three weeks before the uh, the outbreak. Ooh, so February so I, 2019? Yeah, so you can see oh the man bun there. Goodness. This is yeah. not on the Twitter handle, but from two bald guys. I mean, I, Buck, are you jealous? Because I'm jealous. This looks amazing. I mean, if I didn't cut my hair for that period of time, I'm pretty sure I still wouldn't have a man be able to man bun it up like that. <laughs> so, I mean, is this like is this like the first time you ever went with this look, Matt? Because I mean, you're pull it off great. Like, I am oh. certain Dave and I could not because, especially, I, I can't speak for Dave, but I've been shaving my head so long, I can't even imagine there's even what would even come in if I let it grow out, so. <laughs> well, uh, full credit goes to my sister because uh, she she suggested the man bun. And uh, before that, I, I looked like one of those guys who hunts in the, the Pine Barrens or was <laughs> a member of a militia, possibly. And it, it wasn't a good look. So, so uh, I had to work on the man bun uh, specifically for the podcast. Any well, chance you keep it? Shout out. Yeah, we got to keep this thing. Is it? Are we keeping this? Yes, no. Give me. A, we don't give picks on the show. <laughs> the business of podcast. The business of sports betting on this podcast. But are we giving out? Yes, no. You keeping this thing? Yeah, we're 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 keeping it till maybe the two year COVID anniversary. The, oh, uh, I like it. Okay. Yeah, the, the yes right. is is minus <laughs> minus three fifty. There. I like the price. All right. So the first order of business, I mean, you look good, but like you said, if you didn't have the man bun, you show up at these hearings, you've, you, you've gone and, and sat and listened to legislators, lobbyists talk about different stuff. And you write a lot of stuff, you know, on sports handle, which is at sports underscore handle. 
um, where you can find a lot of your work. And I got to tell you, I mean, I've gotten more into it since I've actually got out of the day-to-day in the book and learned and trying to educate myself and talk to people like you about this stuff. And the first order of business with you today is New York. Dude, what? I mean, what the hell is going on up there? I read the article, The Matrix. The Matrix. They're calling it The Matrix. And The Matrix movie was great. It was great. But I understood it more than I understood anything that I read. And then, is this real? You got to come with a 50% tax rate. First of all, explain The Matrix best you can. For those of you that want to get deeper, you can go read Matt's article on Sports Handle. But explain The Matrix. And is 50% a real number for the tax rate? 50% is is, is definitely a, a, a real number. Um, personally, I... I've never seen the Matrix. Uh, did, did you guys see the <laughs> Matrix back in the day with Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne? Oh yeah, the movie's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Fuck, you saw it, right? No, I mean, I'm not a sci-fi guy. I'm Neither sure. Neither am I. I am I'm not either. But the movie was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, dodging bullets. I've seen all the like the, the things from that. Yeah, like this. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. yeah. I'm familiar with it. I don't know if I've actually gone in. I mean, there's a red, blue, poop, blue pill type thing. Yes. I I don't know. I know a few. There's this dystopian society where intelligent machines are controlling the world. And then there's a a hacker who cracks the code or or something like that. They may have a better shot of getting sports betting (laughs) on the Matrix movie than they do in New York. But based on this legislation, I mean, seriously, what are the chances from what you read that one, we're going to see, I don't think there's a chance in hell that we're going to see New York pass or have sports betting in 2021. But like, what, what is going on there? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's funny that we use the Matrix movie as a as an analogy because this uh, financial matrix that was enumerated in the RFA that was released last week seems even more complicated than the movie, if that's <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> so, w- what what will I- 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 ensue is that all all these applicants need need to come up with various scenarios, right? So they. They need to come up with a, a base case of what the preferred tax rate will be, and then maybe a, a bearish case, and then a bullish case. And so the New York Gaming Commission has a preferred scenario, and there's a provision with language that says that the prefer, preferred scenario must be 50%. So that, that's the tax floor <laughs> there. Yeah, so I, there's... Dan, Dan <laughs> I mean, tell, just... just I mean, 50% of any, we're going to pay the taxes at 50%. I mean, you can't make it at 50%, can you? Uh, I mean, New New York is using New Hampshire as a model. And in New Hampshire, the the tax rate or the revenue sharing percentage that DraftKings pays to the state is 51%. But DraftKings has a monopoly on on the market there. And... New Hampshire is a, a small state. New York is the fourth largest state in, in the country. New, New Hampshire only has a million and a half residents or, or, or so. Oh so it's not an apples to orange comparison between, between the, the, those states. So 
there's there's a statutory mandate um, in, in New York that the the lowest tax rate uh, that that's applicable is 12.5 percent. But within this this RFA, it says in the preferred scenario, it has to be 50 percent. And so what the Gaming Commission is is trying to 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 do or vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, Governor Cuomo and, and his administration is create the, the, this bidding war where if the, the major players out there only want to go to, say, 51%, there could be a, a lone wolf or a company that's, um, that provides a, a, a separate bid that could be even higher. It could be 55%. It could be 60%. And so there, there, there's this whole scoring system where, where the, the points you, you, you receive from this category called pricing factors is, is related to the, the tax rate that, that you, you, you uh, submit. So, so it looks to me, and explain it, and Dan, jump in if I'm mis, you know, representing or misreading it. So if you kiss enough ass and you... <laughs> offer a bigger tax rate, you're going to get the, the New York license. There's only, they're only going to give it to two people, right? It looks like there's yep. going to be two operators and like four providers or, or whatever the, the, the language says, but we gotta, we gotta make sure the envelope is really big and we got to put it in the right person's hands and we got to pay more taxes than anyone else. In the United States, right or wrong? Yeah, Dan, yeah I mean, me like, like my biggest questions, because I think you're right on a lot of that. And, and Matt, maybe you, you've you got it, because I think Pennsylvania right now would be the next, one of the higher uh, tax yeah. rates that we have. I think it's in the 30s. Um, but like, I think the biggest question probably for the people in New York, because honestly, they don't, they don't give a shit about tax rate. They should, because the it eventually may be passed along to them, but ultimately their question is how many places will I be able to bet at mobily in New York? And that's a question that maybe you can add clarity to Matt, because Dave, you alluded to it. The way that they write these things up between operators and then skins, and it says there's a minimum of four, but like, what's the reality here, Matt? Like how many how many operators or how many places will people be able to bet on sports mobily in New York? Do you think next year? Um, because it's really unclear about like how these licenses are being doled out and, and how the skins go along with them. And, and that's where I think a lot of people have question marks. Yeah. D D Dan, you, you hit on so many uh, great, great points there. And, and ultimately that that's what the, the customer is worried about is is uh, customer choice and the no number of sports books that are available. So, ba based on the, the language in the in, in the RFA, there there's a possibility for a so-called uh, super bid to to occur, which would be unprecedented. And in in essence, what the the, the super bid would entail. Is you're you're asking the, these companies that are battling intensely for market share in, in, in other states to sort of join join forces and, and submit one bid. So that mm. that bid theoretically could include DraftKings, it could include FanDuel, 
BetMGM could be part of it. Caesars could be a, a part of it. The, the only uh, qualification that, that needs to be met is that the, the, the state need, needs to, to award contracts to two platform providers and four skins, four, four sports books. Wow. And so the, the, those companies that, that I, I just mentioned, yeah, they with the way the RFA is written, those companies can they, they can act as a platform provider and they can act as an as an operator. Oh, nice. Good yeah. move there. None so, of them have their own software. Just 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 make that perfectly clear. None of them are that they all use someone else's stuff to run the book. Like yeah, I, yeah. So but you can double dip. That's the way it, you can be both. Yeah, so 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 that's a cool. that, that's a key clarification too because a a platform provider is it's just think think of it as a um, as a server or this this massive network right that has all the the hardware and the software that f facilitates the bats all the the uh, data networks that are, are necessary mm. and so the um, the, the commission sp spelled that out too. And they, they said that platform provider is responsible for accepting all the wagers. They're, they're responsible for calculating odds, computing the wagers, maintaining uh, wagering records, wh which is um, important if you have uh, some customer Very disputes. Important. Yeah. And um, that, that platform provider must uh, submit all the requisite reports to the commission as well. So, it'll get a little murky um, in, in that scenario that I, I outlined before, if say th those four companies want to band together, it, it could get pretty heated on which company will be the, the platform provider because, you know, DraftKings, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. DraftKings yeah. Draft is implementing their, their, their own uh, technology, almost technology platform as we speak. So right. they, they could argue that they're best equipped to be a platform provider. Sure. But how how would that work with a bet MGM? Because it, it's kind of like that they have won't. to be be on the the same application, but yet they're competing no. simultaneously. Yeah, so. you, it, it almost feels and, and maybe I'm wrong on this. Okay. It feels like this is set up for a company like Camby. To, who has multiple skins already using their their feeds their back end to easily slide into one of these things because they can they can say hey we've got three providers right here we're giving you barstool we're giving you william hill we're you know and you know draftkings is coming off off of it but i'm sure they could even do a deal with draftkings to make them the platform exclusively in new york um but that also will leave somebody out for, like you said, like I think everybody's yeah. the, there's a belief that FanDuel and DraftKings will undoubtedly end up in New York. Is there a chance that one of those two doesn't, doesn't make it? Or do you feel like it, it's a borderline lock that both of those brands who are, who are leading in sports betting are, are going to be in New York next year? It, it feels like it, like it's a borderline lock. Like, like there's a one percent that's just my view I, I i could be wrong yeah. but it feels like there's a a one percent chance that 
those think, companies will lose out. Uh, do you think the- BetMGM gets left at the altar then? Because like I'm I'm trying to the way yeah. this is written and trying to especially when they don't have they don't have connections with these back end operators. They're running their own thing. I just don't see how it can how it can take flight personally. And and maybe I'm missing something here, but um, it just feels like between those three, at least one of them likely isn't going to make it. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah, I I think with with with, with BetMGM, you you have to follow the money too, and they they spent hundreds of millions of dollars to, to to purchase Yonkers Raceway. Yeah. And and so you, you you don't you don't make that that purchase with, with, without without thinking in the back of your head that that you you need to add mobile sports betting you you need to be a, yeah. a participant yep. in this. Yeah. Um. All right. Before we let you go, Matt. Uh, by the way, I drove by Yonkers. It's smaller than I thought. It's right off of that little Parkway Freeway mm-hmm. thing, and um. I was surprised because I've been booking it and watching it on TV for years. Nothing is as it appears in person when you've been watching it on TV for 20 years. Just put that out there. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, I heard Bet365 is splashing ads all over the place in New York as well. They're on the outfield walls at both Mets and Yankees and making some inroads to, to, to make a move as well. So, and they could provide all, all of that and be different than both DraftKings and Fandle. Just saying, keep yeah, that well, one in your back pocket. What you got something there? Yeah. So, so it, it, it gets back to what, what what we were saying before about about this uh, that this lone wolf. If uh, if a company like Bet Three Six Five or, or or Barstool feels slighted if they're left out of that super bid, then they could come in with, with a, a, uh, a projected tax rate of, you know, 60% or, or, or higher just to, just to uh, disrupt the, the, the process. Right. So, so that's what the, the, the state is, is looking for. They, oh. they said in the RFA that they're looking to, to create this, this final tax matrix. And, and so, so on on one hand, you you, you have the, the the companies that that could could join join forces and and submit a relatively low tax rate, but if if you have these these other operators who are not not part of that application, right? They they could be used as, as the pawn to to bid up the rate. So. Oh. Wow. No, no one knows what'll what'll <laughs> happen, but I, I guess fasten your seatbelts because the next few months are gonna be super interesting. Jeez. And twenty five like... million too up front, right? Isn't that the uh oh the just a little just a little briefcase? A little, sweetener. Of that. <laughs> a little bag, a little bag, and drop that off too, make sure. It's like yeah. buying a house right now across the country. Like <laughs> fake bids, false bids, drive it up, and then make sure somebody gets the envelope or the big briefcase. That's a, that's amazing. What yeah. a here, here, here's another one too. So, so like Dan said, um, that that's the amount that's due is 25 million. Yeah. But, um, but, but also the, the uh, length of your your license um, corresponds with the the final tax rate. So, oh. if if the commission determines that the final tax rate is 51 percent, then the uh, the the length of the the, the license that'll be offered in the contract is 10 years. Okay. Um, if it's w- within 30 yeah. to 50 percent, then it falls to five years. And then oh. 
between yeah. 12 and a half and 30% is three years. Oh, so yeah. They're basically forcing everything at minimum at a floor of 50. Like, because exactly. yeah. they basically force the hand to say it's 50 or you're not getting it. And if you right. want to go it's more, somebody's going to pay. You got 50, a better chance. Right? Exactly. Somebody's going to pay the 50 just to get it, just to get it. Like they're yeah. just, because it's going to be that much volume and everything else, yeah. but you still got to still got to provide a good product. Speaking of providing good product before we let you go, mm-hmm. Canada, Florida, Canada's passing this single game betting. We might have it north of the border uh, available with these team with these companies and stuff the way we're doing it now, rather than what they're doing because they're betting in Canada, they're betting a lot in Canada and they're doing it different means offshore, different things like that. But Florida, just can you explain quickly what is going on? Is somebody trying to sidestep the Seminoles? Like, is this a real thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, there were um, campaign finance records that that were uh, submitted yesterday that showed that uh, both DraftKings and FanDuel made a uh, $10 million contribution to a to a new uh, PAC. And oh. um, that that PAC is uh, looking to get a uh, a, a ballot uh, initiative on the the uh, November ballot. So so they, they, they need about um 800,000 uh, si- signatures to uh-huh. to get the uh, re- referendum uh, placed on the on the ballot in uh, in November. Uh, Dan, Dan would know better than me because he he's based in, uh, in in Jacksonville, but okay. I I think they're going to get this the, the signatures uh, easily. Um, it, that won't be an issue at all. And then um, once if the uh, initiative um, ma- makes it on the, the the ballot it it needs uh, 60 percent of uh, approval so mm. um uh, essentially the the uh the question is a constitutional uh, amendment and it uh it just asks voters to to uh approve uh, a change to the, the the constitution that would would call for an an open market for mobile sports betting so it's oh, uh, okay it's a different framework than the the one uh that was uh uh, ratified with the the compact that was signed between the uh, Seminoles and the states a few weeks ago. Yeah, and ultimately, okay. I think that's going to decide how competitive this gets around that amendment. Because we've said it all along, I think there's a good chance the sports betting, mobile sports betting component of that of that uh, compact gets thrown out. And if that happens, the Seminoles won't have mobile sports betting. So this would be an avenue for them to get mobile sports betting. Um, now, if the compact goes through and they have a monopoly in mobile sports betting in the state, you're damn right. The Seminoles are going to lobby hand and foot against this amendment taking place. And they're already kind of saying it's 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 a bad thing. But but the, the funny thing from my perspective is, you know, this amendment three that passed three years ago, you know, they basically said, oh, you know, they framed it as a as an amendment that allow the people to have a voice so now that's what FanDuel and DraftKings are doing saying okay we're we're putting it on the ballot and those same people who said you know let the people have a voice are saying no they they you know this is a bad thing for the state so it's just it's just mind-numbing to see them lobby one side you know to say okay like here here this is good for gambling and then now for them to come out and say no this is this is bad for this is bad for the state but 
you know, that's politics at its finest. But I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, 60% isn't an easy number to hit. But so far, we've never seen something on the ballot around sports betting not pass in terms of an amendment or a referendum. People want to sports bet. And if they can't in the state and it's on a ballot and they have a place to vote that says yes, I think more people will vote yes than they'll even they'll even tell you, you know, in, in secret because everybody loves to do it. So, yeah, right. getting getting back to New, to uh, New York, that, that was one of the, the, the criticisms of this high, high tax rate. And what what could ensue is that it could prop up the uh, underground bookies again. So oh, again, they, like, of course, it's going to do that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, even when uh, New York launches, you you can still see uh, a good amount of um, of betters in in Manhattan traveling across the the bridge because, like like Dan said before, they're they're looking for for options and they're they're looking for favorable odds. So yep. yeah, that's yep. that's the big that's the big consumer question. In New York is with a tax rate as high as it is with i'm pretty sure promos are not taken out as well like you have in no. other states um you know the, the margins are thin as is they become even thinner are they offering different odds in new york than they do in new jersey mainly because they have to to make money they have we, to. we haven't really seen that as far as i know across you know these a company these companies that operate in different states for the most part the lines are pretty darn close across the board but uh, I'll be very curious because, you know, if, if you got to bet, you know, minus 120, minus 125 on something, there will be those obviously high-end bettors. If you're betting 20 bucks a game, probably doesn't matter. But people who are betting significant amounts, they will absolutely make that trip across to New Jersey to make that wager if they have to, for sure. Yeah, and I I, I don't think the, the these books, the DraftKings, the FanDuel's, the BetMGM's, they they don't want to get arbed by the by the sharp players. No. So yep. Nope. 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 So great part. Great point. It, yep. It's not like you're going to see you're not going to see a, a, a minus one eighty or minus one ninety in in New York and then a minus one twenty in New Jersey. It's, no. it's not going to happen. No. no. And no. That's a great point. So last. yep. These uh the, 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 these companies uh, they're so well capitalized and they, they have such a strong liquidity uh, profile that they could absorb the the fifty percent tax rate, so well, they're burning more, money more left and right anyway. I mean, uh, DraftKings is burning what uh, feels like a quarter of a bill every quarter anyway. Yeah, so uh, like yeah. you know, it's yeah. it, at this point in time, it, it's a race to win, and we'll worry about being profitable down the road for a lot of these ever. brands. Yeah, ever. Yeah. It's not even will we worry down the road. It's ever, yeah. but that's a whole other story. All right, Rob Otowski, uh, for the listeners, he's at Matt. Rybaltowski on Twitter. Find his work on Sports Handle at Sports underscore Handle on Twitter, but SportsHandle.com. All the writing, all the stuff is right there. You're doing great work, brother. Keep it up. Um, last question before you go: What happens first? You cut the man bun, or they have betting in the state of New York? Which <laughs> one are you betting right now? That that that's a real uh, integrity concern, right? Right, because I, I can control the bet. So, so uh, that, that's right. a good prop. Though. I'm, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna. It take, might happen around the same time. Yeah, I. You know what? Maybe that should be it. Maybe it should be on the day that sports betting comes to New York. You are in New York. 
that's the day you, you chop that man bun off. I like it. I like it. I just, right. just set the next with, appointment for your haircut, Rybalkowski. Yeah, I, right. I, I'm blessed <laughs> to do that. The, the Thanks for joining us, brother. All right, Th we'll talk to you Thanks so soon. much for having me on. You got it, man. Thank you. All right, that was Matt Rybalkowski, uh, a writer, uh, where his work appears at Sports Handle. He's, he's starting to get out there all over the place, but follow him there and follow him on Twitter at Matt Rybalkowski, R-Y-B-A-L-T-O-W-S-K-I. And that was a mouthful, Dan. That was yeah. a lot of stuff there. And you ne you never saw The Matrix? Really? Uh, I mean, I, it's been so long. It's definitely not like you've on the list. It? Yes or no? It's a, it's not, we're not. Yes, playing I'll say song. yes. I will say I have not seen Matrix ago. 2, but yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. The original yes. Matrix you have to have seen. And I'm not a sci-fi guy either. But this Matrix thing in New York is, I mean, I read the article. I've been in the business a long time. I've talked to people uh, about what they're doing. It was as confusing as hell but he pretty much cleared it up it's 50 percent. you you said yeah. it is the floor for the tax rate 25 mil up front thanks for coming and uh you get to book bets here would you do it would you do it if you're if you're a fan dual draft kings bet mgm i think you have to i think i think you absolutely end up doing it the the problem is if you're a mid-tier book you've got no chance you've got legitimately Zero. no chance and zero chance you know that if anything what this is doing is just consolidate is going to consolidate the betting market even faster than we expected i mean yep. yeah it's great you've got 20 books in in new jersey and 20 books in colorado but at the end of the day just wait till you see the handle drop in new jersey as soon as new york is eligible it's going to plummet and you know you're going to have so many of those those sports books who feel like they've got a a shot to make it when when they they don't. I mean, it, yep. it, it's nope. it's it's going to consolidate, and uh, you know, you feel for some of these mid-range brands. You know, something like like Points Bet, which has got some innovation to it, which you know I'm, I'm pretty bullish on. Uh, like, how does a brand like that that's that is probably not as flush with cash as those companies be able to compete and be able to like? Because you're basically guaranteeing losses. Yeah, and, and and I'll tell you, the people who are going to eat it most. And are, are a like affiliates, like I can tell you right now, like, obviously we work for a huge one here in better collective, but yeah. I'll be very surprised if these companies pay anybody for customer acquisition, mainly right. because especially mainly in New York. I mean, it makes a lot of sense in, in other states and whatnot, yes. but um, especially in New York, if it's such a limited number and their margins are as thin as they are like, I think there's a good chance that that that's going to be a, a big trickle down effect. It sucks for us, but I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. Um, but then, you know, ultimately, you know, whether it gets passed on to consumers and, you know, we talked about it too, about the straddle and this and that. And, and you know, is it parlay odds? Is it future bets? It's it's not going to be your 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 typical spreads over unders game bets no. um they might find other avenues to pass it along but you know at the end of the day i think it it's hey create the name just like you know uber had where they lost millions of dollars for years, years but they ended up being the winning brand the problem is i don't think it's going to be like like uber in the sense of there's only going to be you know, uber and lyft who win everything probably going to be like three or four brands that split it up and uh you know how long 
you can continue to lose money. We'll see, but it's going to come to New York. It's going to be next year. And I mean, it's going to suck if you're a pro better probably because they're going to definitely be. Oh, you got no shot. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely going to. No shot. No. Yeah. They're definitely going to be like as a, a group like Circa, who we love. We love their mentality. We love the way that they book. I mean, there's a 0.0% chance that they end up in New York. So like, it's it's not happening. Can't do it. So you can't do it at those rates. If you're not like have money to burn, you just can't do it. You can't pay 50% taxes and stuff on, on the, uh, uh, the book margin business is literally a good year is 8%. I mean, if you, you have a great year, it's 10. That's it. There's just no, you can't do it. Um, All right. So let's catch some people up. I was traveling. I was gone three and a half weeks on the East coast and I was in eight States. I drove almost 3000 miles, did some shows, met some people face to face. It was a lot of fun. Went for kids softball, uh, you know, to, to meet coaches and all that stuff. And then turned it into kind of a work trip as well with going to books, seeing what's out there. You had a couple golf trips. You did the show with Purdue. You did the show with Smiley, but you've been to Colorado recently observations for you i'll go second but observations for you for being in states where sports betting wasn't legal but is now what stuck out to you yeah i mean it was in michigan a couple weeks ago and then colorado two states who have a number of brands and you know are you know all in kind of on on sports betting and one thing it was it was interesting to me because i kind of blasted bet mgm uh, after the Michigan trip and that podcast saying, Hey, you know, I had to create a new account. I had to, you know, had to re you know, type all this stuff in, but I, even though I did have to create a new account, which is not a, not a problem for me, you get the new bonuses or the, the sign on right. bonuses again, which are, are great for customers, but they did have their face ID utilized, which I I'm telling you, if you like to bet, you like to bet live, you like to use n- numerous sports books, the face ID, if you're using it on your phone and 95, 90% of people are, are, are betting on their phone, you need to have that face ID because typing stuff in absolutely sucks. So <laughs> kudos to them for getting that fixed. But, uh, you know, I loaded up on, uh, let's see, I, I already had FanDuel and DraftKings. Those go across state, so that's not a big deal. And then fired up William Hill, fired up Win, fired up FoxBet, and uh, and then another bet, bet MGM account. So, uh you know, that's, those are the, the books that I played around with. And uh, I mean, all in all, it, nothing was, I mean, the only thing I can say is money in money out on all these things were super quick, like oh, legitimately uh, yeah, asked for your deposit or your withdrawal, had it in a minute into my PayPal oh, account. So, beautiful. you know, cause I, you know, when you're down in Florida, you know, I I'm, I'm stuck, you know, so might yeah. as well take that money out. So that All was right. the good, that was the good side of it. You know, tons of, of bonus offers, uh, obviously a lot of advertising out there, but my biggest problem is not necessarily with the experiences themselves. They were, you know, kind of copycat whatnot, but yeah. we had the euros happening soccer. I'm not a huge soccer guy, but I okay. love when yeah. there's, kind of dramatic sports or standalone sports. And, you know, obviously this is a huge event. So I bet a little bit of soccer this weekend, or at least I thought I was betting soccer um, (laughs) because I totally effed it up. There's nothing worse than having the correct outcome on both of your soccer bets, but Uh. yet still losing because a Italy didn't win in 
normal time right. and yeah. uh and Kane didn't score his goal in normal time he scored an right. extra time so yeah. you know as a noob kind of soccer better I wasn't even <laughs> paying attention to any of this stuff I have people telling me bet Italy bet Kane he's gonna score I did it they happened and I still lost yeah that sucks I'm not gonna <laughs> lie that sucks and and uh that's probably on me for not paying closer attention yeah. but um man i didn't even realize that they separated these things segmented yeah, these things so much yeah. in soccer yeah well you know what would help uh that a person in the book or some sort of interaction experience yeah. which you don't have mobile betting so sure. that was my takeaway from my travels i stopped at the parks casino um and saw the sports book there it's a can be run book uh i went down to west virginia and stopped in the Wheeling Island Casino, which I worked at as the director. I had an eight-week run there. I picked up and moved from Vegas and went back home, and I was going to live in Pittsburgh, work in Wheeling, and I was reminded why I probably didn't go to Wheeling that much when I lived <laughs> in Pittsburgh, and the software wasn't right, but just the timing wasn't right, so I came back to Vegas, but you know, I was with the girls. My daughters, 17 and 16. I had to show them these places. They couldn't go in the casino, so one, number one takeaway is Every casino, you can't go in the door unless you're 21 really? in another state. You can't go in the door. So, mm. you know, the kids had to drive around out in the parking lot and hang out while <laughs> I ran in the book. So it was, I was like, I'll be right back. So yes, you have to be in, in Vegas. You can go everywhere. You just can't like sit at a table or put money in a machine. But if you want to go to a show, you want to go to the buffet, you want to go have dinner, whatever it is in Vegas, you can go everywhere. So that was very different. I got a quick story on this front that's that is relatable to what you're saying about not being able to be 21 to get into a, a book. So you I think violated it was about, the 21 rule. No, well, oh I don't know. Eh, so here's okay. what it, it wasn't even it wasn't even related to to casino gambling. Uh, I think I made a bet on the Kentucky Derby at the dog track here, oh, and yeah, I okay. won. And you know, I made it early by myself. And then we, I won and my kids were tiny. They were just in strollers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, here I am. I've got this winning ticket. I'm watching my kids during the day because I'm stay at home yeah. dad. And, yep. and I go to try and, and cash my ticket. And the teller wouldn't cash my ticket because, because the kid was kids. in my stroller right next right to me. And mm -hmm. I asked her, what am I supposed to do? I yeah. have a winning ticket. I yeah. want to cash it. And I have a kid in a baby in yeah. a stroller here. Yeah. So um, I probably was not dad of the year. I think I moved the stroller, like whatever the 10 feet Out distance was, yep. cash the ticket and uh, was hoping nobody ran off with my kid. And luckily that didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was like a little bit overboard. Been, like I, I uh, understand the premise of yeah. what they're trying to do. But even a regulator isn't going to be like, yeah, abandon your baby so you can't cash your ticket. Uh, I wouldn't think, but I, that was just a, a, a little anecdote I had about uh, underage, you know, casino gambling, I guess, or for years, gambling. In the book, Bach, I was the guy that saw the dad with the ticket and his kids over in the deli. Had they brought them to the counter, we were told at the book, it's a $500,000 or a million dollar fine if a regulator <laughs> walks in and sees someone underage in the book just even for 30 seconds cashing a ticket. So I was the dad in the book 
who had kids. None of the other kids mostly had kids. So I would be like, look, I'll sit over here with the kids. You go over and cash your ticket. When you come back, you can go. But I, so I totally get (laughs) what I had people pull up to the counter. I'm like, dude, you gotta get out. And he's like, I'm just cashing. I'm like, hold on. I got a solution. You know, so we probably should have started a service. I could have been a daddy daycare (laughs) cash ticket in in and out make a bet guy. You know, here's five bucks every time you want to drop your kids off for five minutes. So that was a good thing. But yes, no 21 in any casino. So you can't even come in and see it. Like the kids were like, hey, can we just walk through with you to the book? We won't come in. No, you can't even come in the door. They check your IDs at the door, which they do down at the Circa here in Vegas. It's the only one that's like that. Two. The books are um, the the books the, the say at Parks Casino. Gigantic seats everywhere, right? Four windows, thirty-two kiosks in the book. We're getting away from people in the live experience because we're getting away from people in the betting experience. Everything is mobile. You see the numbers. Yep. We just had Rybaltowski on. He's, you know, talking about the numbers. It's mobile. Mobile is everything. That's people bet on their phone. They don't go to the counter anymore. They don't get an explanation from somebody on how to bet a soccer game. And then sometimes even if you do, you get a shitty explanation <laughs> and you screw it up anyway. But it's it, it's it's amazing to me. Um, and then even in the book that I was running down in West Virginia with three windows, you know, it was three window operation. And now that's a bet L-Y. Um, book down in West Virginia. I don't even know what that is, but that's the operator. That was the signage, you know, but they had sheets and they had windows. Of course, they were closed. They were encouraging everyone to sign up for the app. That's what everyone does. It's all on the app. So um, that was just, you know, I'm constantly looking. I mean, I play with all the apps. I have all the apps. I look at them. I see them. So I know kind of what's going on. It was more of a, what's the brick and mortar you know, what's the retail location look for me? So I, I, I look at that because I know what's required to run one of those. And I know what the experience is like in Vegas. And I don't think, I mean, would you say you were, you were at these places too? Like they don't really give a shit about recreating that experience of watching a game together, whether it's because of COVID or whether it's just not that big of a deal, right? Yeah. Or wrong? You know, and I, I think it's, it, it's it's a double-edged sword here because the convenience that comes with mobile is is great like we love to sit in our living room be able to make a live bet on a game do it you know seamlessly but then there's also like what's what's one of like the greatest experiences that a sports fan can do and it's going to vegas for march madness to oh, experience yeah. Awesome. Yeah. what that is you know the the electricity that you get with a crowd of people cheering games. And I think that aspect, that's something that, you know, I was, you know, kind of curious, especially when, when gambling expanded, would that like, would suddenly those trips take a seat back because people can now go to sports books with their friends instead of having to go to all the way to Vegas to do it. But I think what we're finding is that everything outside of Las Vegas, everywhere else across the country is so centered on the mobile aspect that to really get that, that incredible experience, you still have to go to Vegas. And that's where I think Stevens was pretty much brilliant in what he built out there at Circa um, because it's all about the experience. 
And it, it's yeah. the, the, the interesting thing about this all is that even though they're the ones with the experience, you know, that they're building out for people, a destination for people to go to, they're also the ones that are being the most aggressive in their mobile book in, in book. terms of yep. catering to yep. the sharp betters. So um, it's, it's an interesting strategy that they're going with, but like, I can't wait to go back to Vegas probably in October and, and check out what he's built out there. Cause yep. every time I see it, it looks completely spectacular. And, uh, and I think it's kudos to him for not getting cold feet and being like, okay, you know, gambling expansion across the country is going to set back people making these trips to Vegas to, to no. sports bet that hasn't happened one iota from what I can tell. And I think the data kind of shows it because sports betting handle and in, in Nevada is, is still going strong. It's not dropping yep. because it's available other places. No, it's still a destination. And yep. um, I was there on Sunday. I, I went when the guys were in from out of town. They're like, Hey, let's meet up at Circa. Perfect. And it's very, it's, First of all, the service is top notch. I know yeah. almost every person that works there, um, you know, from this, the operations manager, Jeff Benson, um, my cohort, you know, cohorts between Cody, Linda, the, the supervisors are great. Ticket writers, they they train them to have a level of service that's top notch. One, two, the screens and the seats and everything. It is just it's a great way to enjoy a game. Yeah. So I'm down there for the soccer game, which I don't really give a shit about yeah. soccer. Just, but it's a big game, Italy. Uh, you know, you got to bet it. They're a dog. It's England. They're going to choke. You just, you hear all the narratives. You watch the game. So I was down there with a couple guys from out of town. One guy, a couple guys uh, from Canada, actually. Mesmerized. I mean, just, it, just the atmosphere was fun. And, and, and then you go out to stadium swim and it's not cheap. I mean, you got to pay, but the experience is something that you leave and you go tell everyone where yeah. you're from. You got to go. You got to see it. You got to this. You got to that. So I still think there's some value in that. Um, but is there value of it outside of Vegas? Like, no. do you think that would ever work in, like, no. let's say if Florida would get betting, could Miami do something along those lines? Does it need to be? Um, uh, you know, a, it has a, to be a, a party destination. destination. It has to be a destination. Yeah. Place it's like Nashville, for example, like Tennessee's got betting, but like, I, I don't think anybody's building out, you know, this, this huge, the, you know, destination sports betting spot in, in Nashville or in Denver or in a lot of these other places that are, our big cities are, you know, definitely have a lot of growth happening, but I haven't heard one thing about like anything being gambling or sports book centered. No, the, yeah. the strength of, of a place like Vegas or even like a place like Miami is that people come from everywhere to go yeah. there. I mean, I was in West Virginia. We had, we, we, the, they spent Delaware North spent a lot of money to put in a sports book and it called it sports and race instead yeah. of race and sports, which I loved because it was about being a sports book. They had a dog track there on the facility right around the corner, still called it sports and race, put a big TV wall that you could control. Sunday came, we could have every game on. I had them all split up the first week. They're like, put the Steeler game on the whole screen and put it on the sound. Everybody still there wanted to watch the one game, the only game they were interested in. So it's going to take years. I mean, like no one was there from anywhere else. They wanted to watch the Steelers and the Browns. If they were on together, split the screen. If they were on separately, put one game on and the other game on. Go to Jacksonville. I mean, 
Well, no, that may be a bad example because who, who watches the Jaguars? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I will make I will make one and I'll give an idea because again, like we've got all these providers. I, I we want to believe somebody actually listens to this show. Yes. And maybe somebody who works for these sports books. When I was in Denver, I got to give kudos. We stayed in the Gaylord um, Hotel and Resort for a couple of days down there. Mm -hmm. And they had a sports bar, which, I mean, you're talking 250 feet of screen, you know, chopped up, a a ton of different things going on. Uh, I was watching the NBA finals. I mean, just a massive place. And it kind of resembled a sports book. But there was not one reference by any sportsbook provider, hey, bet with us. Like, I was shocked that nobody, especially in a place like that, where you're talking about people coming in from out of town who maybe cannot bet, might not have set up accounts. And you don't have things sitting on every single table that says, hey, want a sports bet? We're in a sports bar. Here's your $500 free bet. Like, I was dumbfounded that that did not exist and and uh and maybe it's a situation where gaylord doesn't want that yeah but i also think it's a situation where everybody's got a price and i think the benefits far outweigh the negatives especially if you leave it in a quote-unquote sports bar where people are there to watch sports and drink beer and are likely over 21 so that was just one little observation i had that nobody kind of jumped at the chance especially in a place like that where you know you're reaching people who probably don't have sportsbook accounts already. So that was a little surprising. My last observation was the exact opposite experience of that. In Philadelphia, my daughters were taking a nap. My brother and his wife were out, and I got to sit and watch a 30-minute Phillies pregame show, just me. And it was 30 minutes. There were four commercial breaks every seven minutes. Every one of them was a different sportsbook um, commercial advertising, either a same game parlay, big time match deposit, blah, 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 blah. It was FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM and points bet. And then during the show, two guys doing the show, Phillies pregame forced to talk about odds and things that they really are not used to talking about strikeout props, different things like this. It was cr- like to use what my seven-year-old calls cringeworthy. Daddy, it's cringeworthy. It was cringe, bro. It was bad. And I was like, whoa, this is so yeah. in your face. And this is baseball fans. Baseball fans are old, like the, the, yeah. the demographic. But they're kids, too, like that love baseball like mine. And they're watching it and being forced it. And, and it's like, there's got to be a happy medium, Dan. Yeah. And I don't know where it's at. I mean, you can't let it go like at the Gaylord, but you can't keep putting it right in everybody's face and just expect people to bet because a lot of people just don't give a shit about betting. Yeah, I I get it. I think there's, and I think that's the challenges of sports betting content period is to do it in a way that's entertaining to the people who, people who don't, or entertaining to people who don't give a shit about it but informative enough to the people who want it, you know, who are like interested right. in the betting stuff. Right. So finding that medium is very difficult. The thing that's a little surprising is it's like half the season is over. These guys have probably been doing it for like three months of the year. You think they would have figured it out a little bit more about a, a, a way to, to do it. And honestly, I think like the TNT guys, the way that, that Chuck and, 
and uh, and Kenny kind of talk about their FanDuel bets. I think are actually it's kind of funny the way that they do it. You know, they're right. adding yeah. a, that element of entertainment to it, and I think it works. I don't think it's like quote unquote distracting. Yeah, sharp betters don't get really give a shit what Charles Barkley's betting, but no, for the most don't. part, you know, FanDuel's getting their bang for the buck, getting their name out there, and these guys talking about their product. That's what they want. They don't right. they don't really care that a sharp better doesn't care what Charles Barkley wants. So, but you're right. If it's just boring discussion, stale odds, and people talking about things that they don't know or are not passionate about, it doesn't really serve anybody any purpose. So I think that's the thing we're going to continue to see in the years moving forward because sports betting content isn't going away. It's just how is it delivered? Delivered. In in a manner, and, and how is it marketed? Because, yeah, you know what? There are shows that, maybe sharp betters would be interested in and 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 randos are not but you you, you got to find a way and and where to place it and uh, it's it's a it's a difficult difficult situation but you know we're still so new in this thing especially you know not necessarily in, in betting but nationwide embracing it that um, I think there's just going to be more and more talent to develop and get how to do it. And it's just, it's still really green. It's just really, really green right now in that, in that regard. So. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, I'm wearing a green hat. It's my ace hat. It's all-star break week. Uh, We ran a little bit long, but you know, there's no sports to talk about uh, and, you know, worry about. So other than the all-star game, uh, we don't do picks on the show, but I'll just go this way, Dan, before I let you go. Are you going to, do you watch the all-star game at all? Is this something that you actually partake in or you have no interest? No, no interest. Won't probably watch it. NBA finals might have a decent sized wager on the bucks to win still. So Mm -hmm. yes, I will be very much entrenched in that (laughs) over the next two weeks. Go box. All right. Uh, it's the it's the NBA season that will never end. It's July <laughs> 12th, right? And it's still playing. And they space out the finals every couple days now with no travel. So yep. don't give me that travel bullshit. We got to space it out. <laughs> it's for TV. And it'll be over, hopefully, by the next time we do another show. here. No, on hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> because I need the Bucks to win. And if it's over by next Tuesday, we're I'm I'm out. I'm a loser. Out. Take, okay. take that back, Dave. We, 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 we need we need to still have NBA on this show next week for the okay. sake of my bankroll. All right. Well, it's not Suns in four. How about that guy? Okay, we'll yes. talk about that guy. He's signing shit now. He's signing stuff for people and has a TikTok and me and you are still grinding it out. Either way, we're good. He's Dan Bach at Dan underscore B-A-C-K. I am Dave Sherapin at Sportsbook Consigliere, which is at Sports B-K Consig. The show is Get a Grip. You can find it at Sports underscore Handle. Our producer, Dan Newbert, who is now Dan Alexander on Twitter because apparently nobody can spell Newbert. It's N-E-U-B-E-R. Oh, and he changed his handle? He changed his handle. We're going to oh, get no. to it. Oh, no. He's going to get absolutely gonna, destroyed I, next listen, week on this he's show. He's going to get destroyed on the show next week. We might, If we can find him, he's going to get destroyed this week on the show. But if he's not, until next week, he's <laughs> at Newbie Talks on Twitter. Um, follow along with him. He's doing a lacrosse show. He's doing all kinds of stuff. But we will discuss that next week. Thank you for joining us. We are out.